All right, Mike, in this week's edition of Point Blank Predictions Gone Wrong, first it was Josh Hosang up with the big club, and you have to think within the next few days, Yaroslav Halak is going to be back because J.F. Ruby cannot stop a beach ball. Absolutely. Ruby's been terrible, and I got no problem being wrong if the Islanders are actually going to win games. Amen, brother. Let's do it. Welcome to the Point Blank Podcast, covering New York Islanders hockey. Here are your hosts, Brian Compton and Mike Carver. All right, welcome to the show. B Cop and Carver here with you in downtown Manhattan. We're going to speak with Michael Fornabio from the Connecticut Post. He's the Bridgeport Sound Tigers beat writer. We're going to speak with Mike in just a few minutes. Michael, how are you? I'm doing great, buddy. What's going on? You uh, take care of uh, shoveling out front or what? No, I'm actually pretty lucky. I don't have to shovel where I am. It's actually uh, it's a really good deal. Um, uh, I got to probably get my wife's car out from underneath some snow. But other than that, um, I'm in good shape. I was at work for 48 hours, but uh, oh. listen, we all, we all got to do what we got to do. So. Did you sleep at the studio or what? No, they, they actually was able to force a hotel out of them. Good for you, buddy. So, yeah. So you order room good. service, a steak sandwich? And, I didn't, and sandwich? I didn't need to. And as we know, we didn't need to. I could have easily got home and got Yeah, <laughs> totally overrated. But you know how that goes, pal. If you go home, there'll be 30 inches. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how the cookie crumbles. Michael, a, an <laughs> absolutely ahead. huge win against the Carolina Hurricanes Tuesday night, 3-2 in overtime. Uh, I don't want to – say the season was, was going to be over had they lost again to Carolina on Tuesday night, but boy, oh boy, they needed those two points. Yeah, it was looking pretty grim there once it got to 2 nothing. I mean, um, especially coming off of that embarrassment on Monday night at the Barclays Center to get down 2 nothing early down in Raleigh. That was, um, that was tough, but the team actually showed. Uh, they showed some guts. They showed some heart, which they had not shown in the night before, and, and they were able to fight back get that two points, which was so huge for them. And it's going to be a dogfight all the way down to the end. Uh, But the Islanders have to start coming up with more consistent uh, 60-minute efforts. Um, But it was a great great job by them. Hosang had a great game. And people were killing Grice early on, and I understand it. But after it was 2-0, Grice played great in that game. He had some unbelievable stops in the second period that kept Carolina on the two spot. And it was huge for them. They get a win, and they put Carolina in the rear view for now. I do, I do think they have one more game with them, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, but they move on, and, and they've got some more big games coming up. Yeah, Mike, they needed that from Thomas Grice because they know, it, they know that Barubi is just in a bad, in a bad place right now. Uh, like you said, it was 2-0. It could have been 5-0. He made it three unbelievable saves uh, to make sure that the game didn't get out of hand. It was huge. Yeah, he did the job, and, you know, he came in to the game Monday night. Uh, gave up four goals. Uh, listen, you got to criticize him. He didn't play well. I know it's hard. You can, right. There's a lot of ex- there's a lot of excuses you can make yep. for a guy that comes into a game and, and the team's down. You know, he didn't get in. He didn't. He's cold. He didn't get warmed up. He didn't get this. Uh, Grice came in the other night uh, for Barubi, and he let in goals. That first shot was just terrible. I mean, he was letting in just garbage yep. on Monday night. So for him to then bounce back the next night. Isles really didn't have any options, as we'll talk about a lot on this show today. Uh, Barubi has now given them no options to where uh, they either have to play Thomas Grice every single minute or they have to go and get Yarrow Halak from down in Bridgeport. So uh, this is the position that the Islanders are in right now. I think that Grice is uh, – I've banged the drum for him being the one guy. We know that. Yep. I, had a, I had plenty of arguments with people over the weekend about it. <laughs> but um, there's just uh, – 
but they're in a position right now where they've got to do something with the goaltending position. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Let's talk about Josh Hosang. This kid has been unbelievable. Three goals and three assists in the last five games. He had another goal Tuesday night, set up JT for the game winner down there in Carolina. Uh, I don't mind eating crow about this kid. It's unbelievable, and I think Arthur alluded to this on Twitter during the game last night, Mike. 18 months ago, or whatever it was, he was running the stairs at the Coliseum yeah. because he didn't show up on time for his first day of pro training camp. And now here he is. You have, for all the things that Gar Snow has done wrong, and we'll, I'll get to that later in the show for sure when it comes to the goaltending, uh, kudos to Garth and his staff for sticking with this kid because if he's got his head on straight now, the Islanders might have something special in Josh Hosang. Well, there's a double-edged sword for you there, Brian, because you can also say if the kid's this good, why did it take so long for you to get him here? Well, because you of know, what happened the, other, the first three months I, of the season. I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, you know, this is and, – and listen, it, it appears that the kid has really started to focus in. Yeah. Uh, you can see that he's uh, – maybe the maturity level has gone up over the last couple of weeks. We'll ask Michael about this, if, if the maturity level has gone up maybe before he had gotten here. Because um, it seems like it has – it seems like being with the team, you know, you see him talking to Wade on the bench. You see him doing things. He's getting opportunities. I mean, Wade's putting him on the ice, yep. Brian, uh, uh, late in the third. As he should. Uh, in overtime last night, of course, for the winner by Johnny. He's getting put in big situations. So I guess, yeah, you got to give him credit for sticking with him because there was a lot of times where I thought they were going to give this kid away for nothing because he was going to be a problem off the ice. But you can also say if he's this good, um, you should have found a way to harness this a little bit earlier. Mike, Josh Hosang wasn't here earlier because of Josh Hosang. There, right. there, no, it's, it's not true. because of, you know, Garth was tentative to call him up because. Listen, we, I can't kill Garth for not calling him can't. up because I sat we here. We have two plenty weeks to ago. kill Garth for. We can't kill him for this. I, we can't. I sat here two weeks ago and told you the guy was never going to play for the Islanders. <laughs> so it's hard for me to now complain that he wasn't here earlier. I think it's, he's done an unbelievable job. I think he's really going to help this team down the stretch because they need guys like him because there's other guys who are top six forwards that do squat, as in zero. So they need him. Yep. But, uh, listen, he's done a great job, and, and it's great to see. Yeah, for sure. And, look, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, Mike. Uh, and I, I know that with all this arena stuff and, you know, there's reports that Barclays doesn't want the Islanders anymore. Uh, to the people at Barclays, are you sure you don't want to market the crap out of Josh Hosang if he's this legit and have him in your building 41 times a year? Are you sure? Because this kid, yeah. <laughs> this kid, look, I don't want to get too far. Again, I'm a little excited right now because I love what I've seen from this kid. Uh, he could be the Islanders' P.K. Subban from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, the kid's got some personality. There's no doubt about that. He's, uh, he's outgoing. Um, I, I'd like to see him. Listen, before we get to him, uh, off the ice stuff, Brian, I need to see him do more on it, all right, because yeah. it's off the ice stuff is the reason why, it, it, you know, you right. can make a case it took him so long to yep. get here. So before we start making the kid's head any bigger, I need to see him continue to play more consistently. I do get what you're saying about uh, that's the kind of guy that they can market, but before we market him, let's see him do it for more than eight games. Let's just see. Let, I, I need to totally I need to see a little bit more, but he's definitely shown you that he could be that type of guy. Before we get to Mike Fornabayo, uh, we have to talk about Monday night because that was a complete gong show. Absolute utter disgrace. Yeah, and you know what? what? That was. The fans showed up for the most part. They had almost 13,000 in the building on a Monday night, you know, knowing that a yeah. snowstorm was coming. Kudos to Islanders country for showing up. Uh, it's well, just I can't blame the them. They, had, they, they hadn't seen the team in three weeks, Brian. Right. I mean, give them a 
Well, I mean, Mike, had they won one game on that road trip, there wouldn't have been 13,000 people. In the right. Game. They had a good road trip, right. which, you know, which is why, uh, you know, they got five wins. They also got another point in the sixth game. So they did a great job on the road trip and, and deservedly so that they got that kind of crowd on Monday night. But then you cannot go no. and repay that crowd no way. by putting up the garbage performance that that team put on the ice on Monday night. That, Bry, and you know this, you watch the game, I watch the game, 13,000 people were there watching the game live. That was an absolute disgrace. I put it on the same level as those Tampa games in November. That's how disgusting yeah. that game was. And look, the goalies couldn't stop a puck. I, I get that. But the guys in front of them were all – Brock Nelson was awful. Awful. I mean, I'm tired of Brock Nelson. Yeah. Minus four, and he didn't win a faceoff all night, right. I don't think. Uh, and I don't know if he's actually hurt with the upper body injury. I don't really care. Uh, they, he needed to sit a game last night for whatever reason it was. So that's a good job by the Isles there. If he's hurt, whatever, I, you know, get feel better, Brock. But I'm fine with you not in the lineup. Uh, but, uh, you know, just getting back to Monday night. Another thing with the Hurricanes, Brian, yeah. on Monday night. Enough of these guys that I've never heard of on the <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes coming in and getting. It's Mitchell either first Freeman? career goal. It's either first career goals or it's their first career yeah. hat tricks. It's just something with every time the Carolina Hurricanes play the Islanders, it's a disgrace. And uh, I just. You know, you'd think that these are games where you can gain ground because you're playing. And I believe, was it Thomas Hickey who said after the game, you know, no offense to them. Right. But uh, we, sh we have a lot more to play than they do. And we're the ones who should have came out a lot hungrier. Uh, just a bad job all around on Monday night. Yeah, it, it's bad, Mike. And, you know, it's, a, it's becoming an epidemic where they're allowing six or seven goals every five or six games. And there's right. no way they're going to make the playoffs if that trend continues. There's no way they can do it. Um, you look at the stretch since Wade took over, and Doug's done a nice job. Yep. There's, there's no doubt. He has gotten them back into this position that they are in yes, right now. Has. But it's like when the Islanders, and we've talked about it in the past, when the Islanders lose – uh, they lose. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's you know you either get the full sixty minutes or you get nothing. Uh, you know, it's just I know they made a nice little comeback Saturday night in St. Louis, but uh, right. that was that was not a game that I thought they were really in. Uh, as we got to it later, you know, they got a couple third period goals, but you know, you look at these games in the past couple weeks, whether it be Carolina Monday, uh, you go back to Calgary, Columbus, that Ottawa game on a Saturday afternoon. I mean. You got a lot of instances here where the Islanders just completely do not show up. And yeah, that's just terrible. That stuff has to go away for sure. We have Mike Fornabio on the phone. Mike, Brian Compton, and Mike Carver here in New York City. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Obviously, uh, there's a, a goaltending dilemma here in New York. Uh, Jean-Francois Berube is not playing very well, and there's rumors that Yaroslav Halak might be called back to the Islanders. Uh, have you heard anything about that? And more importantly for me, uh, I know his numbers are good. How has he handled this whole situation in Bridgeport? He's handled it really well. I mean, all you've heard from from coaches, from players, from from day one is uh, is how important he's been to this team on and off the ice. I mean, I'm actually writing something tomorrow about that. Uh, kind of postponed it a few times over the past couple of weeks, but uh, it was kind of time to do it. You know, just the leadership he's shown. You know, just. You know, a couple of people have mentioned, you know, stretching with the defenseman, talking about this, that, you know, defensively, you know, how to play different things. Um, and obviously on the ice, he's, you know, he's he's an NHL goalie in an AHL game. So he's been, he has really carried this team back into the playoff race. He's done a good job, Michael. There's no question about that. Uh, and we talk about how the team needs him right now. I keep hearing the last couple of days, well, 
Bridgeport will be left without goalies if he comes up because Barubi would have to go through waivers. At the end of the day, I mean, they're they're there to serve the Islanders. I know that Bridgeport is, is trying to win and they're trying to get the playoffs, but uh, if the Islanders need Yarrow Halak, he's got to come up here, right? Uh, I mean, that's that's what the, the AHL's for. That's entirely right. And you know, Who else if, uh, if, if, if they decide they need him, then... I know Gibson's out for the year, but who else do they have behind Yarrow right now at Bridgeport? Uh, Andrew McAdam is here right now. He's uh, he's only played a couple games uh, since he's come back up from Missouri. He's uh, he, he's had you know he's a young he's a young goalie. You know, just like Stephon Williams, who's down in Missouri right now. You know, they're kids who have talent. They're kids who've had some big games, and they're kids who are you know sort of finding their consistency right now. And I you know if if Polak went up, I'm sure that uh, Williams would. Would come back up here, and and the two kids that uh, would tandem again. Uh, they did for a while after Gibson went down and before uh, Halak got here, and it was you know it was it was as up and down as you'd expect from two young goaltenders. But uh, like you say, you know if, if if the Islanders decide that's what they need, then that's what they're going to do because that's that's the priority, and it's always been the priority. Yeah, Mike, can you clarify this for us? I've heard this from a couple of different different people. Barubi cannot play for the Sound Tigers, correct? He wasn't on their Clear Day roster or whatever it's called now. That's yeah, that's right. I think that's a CBA thing. I think if you're if you're up at the trade deadline, I don't think you can come back down again. Period. I, well, let me let me just. I think I don't think you can send the guy down on just a regular conditioning stint at this point. But it, you know, if there were injury, I think that would be a different story. But I believe that's about the only way you could. All right, Mike. So another guy who has been down at Bridgeport for all the years, supposed to be a part of the big club, was Ryan Pulak. Uh, how's he been looking down there? Uh, the Islanders could use him on the power play. Give us a little bit on Ryan here so far down at the bridge. You know, he's 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 produced pretty consistently. Um, they've had him, you know, pretty much in all situations. He's, uh, you know, he's been on the PK quite a bit. Uh, you know, they've, they've really settled into kind of a top four here with, uh, he's, he's been paired with uh, Kane LaFranchise, who's a little older uh, AHL guy. And uh, then you've had Devontae's uh, paired with Kyle Burrows. Uh, two young uh, draft pick guys who both played pretty well as well. I mean, Pollock, I mean, you know, he's he's been good on the power play. That shot's in evidence. He's he's made plays. He's skating. You know, the, uh, one word that Brent Thompson always talks about with him is assertiveness, and, you know, he, he keeps yeah. that up. You know, I think he's got a pretty yeah. good chance to, to do some things, you know, and, and whether that's immediate or not, you know, it's uh, – you kind of wonder when he's going to get that shot, but you know, I guess they're they've got uh, numbers up there right now, and and uh, they're and that's where they are. Yeah, Mike, are you or even Ryan surprised that he's still down there? Because even when he's been here, he's been really good, and he obviously had the injury earlier in the year. Uh, this was going back to Jack Capuano. He basically told me that Ryan was just going down for conditioning. Uh, and lo and behold, he's been down there for a few months. Uh, do you notice him getting frustrated at all? I don't really see it, you know. I haven't really, you know, I haven't really talked, you know, straight up about that. But you know, just talking about the, his progression at different times, and, and you know, just kind of keeping it growing. You know, it's you know something's out of his control, and I think, you know, I'm sure he wants to be up there, and I'm sure it's uh, something that's, that matters. But I don't think he's. It doesn't seem to me, at least, that that he's let it affect him. All right, Mike. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, the Islanders brought Josh Hosang up after being down at the bridge all year. Were you a little surprised? that the Owls brought him up just because uh, we had heard that he had sat a few games uh, to take a look from up in the press box. Uh, he's played great for the Islanders since coming up here. What would you think of Hosang getting the call up a couple weeks ago? 
you know, people would ask me that when they when they called Bracken Kearns up. Uh, I think when uh, was it, it might have been uh, Clutterbuck was hurt. Yeah, and you know that that kind of, you know and, and that kind of made sense for the role. And then you know you lose guys like uh, like Alan Klein, and it seemed like that might be you know a spot where you where you'd give a kid like Hosang a look. And I mean you know obviously you know the uh, the scratches early in the year, and you know the uh, the time that he was late in, in mid January. That all you know you, you go through all that. Since then, since about his birthday in late January, I mean, he's, you know, it's like something, something's really clicked, it seems like. You know, he's, you know, he's got that assertiveness in the defensive zone a lot more. You know, he's, uh, he's made smarter plays with the puck. And, and, you know, I think it, it makes sense that, you know, definitely to give him that look. And I mean, just, it's, it's really impressive just to see the way that he's, that he's grabbed and run with it. You know, he's, uh, I've only got to see a little bit of it, but, you know, you see, you see the skill, you see the the vision, and uh, and it was funny last night listening to to Butch Gorey mentioning you know, that they want him to shoot more. That's something that uh, Brent Thompson said quite a bit as well. But uh, it's good, to, it's good to see the kid uh, doing it. And you know, he's he's always seemed like a good kid. You know, even when when things were uh, were back and forth, you know, everybody you know seemed to have a lot of respect for each other and. Uh, Good for him that, that it's all come together. Yeah, how bad was were those first couple of months there, Mike? Because obviously we were reading all your stuff, just like all our listeners do, and uh, we can only go by what you're reporting. It, I mean, was it was it a major soap opera? I mean, he wouldn't talk to me about it when he first got called up. Uh, just curious how rocky or not rocky that relationship was the first few months. You know, they even you know even when when he was being scratched even when they were going through it all you know they they really genuinely seemed to like each other coach and player and i think there was respect for where each other was coming from you know it's something that that thompson said about different players in the past too i mean kids come up from junior and they've had success and they've got their habits that they're in where you know this is always worked here why won't it work you know, why won't it work at the next level? And, and you kind of learn what, what will and what won't work. And, you know, it's just kind of getting through those first, uh, those first, you know, the first little bit where you, where you learn those things and, and you get everything kind of, kind of in place. And, you know, some people it clicks right away. Some people it takes a little while. And, uh, and it seems like it's really all come together now. Couple more before we let you go here, Michael. Thanks again. I really appreciate your time here, Michael Dalcole. Thirteen goals in sixty games. Uh, I don't know how Islander fans feel about that. I think they're expecting a little bit more offensive uh, production from Michael. How's his season been? Uh, another kind of thing. Where over the past um, month, month and a half, you know, his numbers have, have picked up. He had a little stretch over about uh, fourteen, fifteen games or so, where he was averaging about a point a game uh, coming into. Coming into this week, and I think they actually they changed an assist. He might actually be back up to that point a game over the last like 15, 16 games. Uh, another kind of thing where, where uh, you know it's, it's assertiveness, it's pace, it's it's learning, you know, to kind of to kind of keep everything everything going. Or, you know, learning learning the way through the defensive zone. Uh, it's 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 another situation where things seem to kind of be coming together a little bit, and uh, you know, he's using the shot a little more. Uh, he even said uh, last week to the story that uh, they ran, I think, last Friday. You know, just playing with with Hosang and uh, and Josh Winquist as well. You know, it kind of picked up it picked up his pace a little bit. You gotta you gotta keep up with those guys, and uh, you know, the chemistry was really strong with those with that uh, with that line. 
and it's it's really picked uh, all their games up, and so, you know he's making progress, I think, and uh, you know still got a little bit to go, but I think he is making progress. That's good news for sure. Last one, Devin Tays. Uh, I like this kid a lot, Michael. Fastest skater at the at the AHL All Star at the AHL All Star game there. Uh, second on the team in scoring with 38 points. Is this kid going to be an NHL defenseman soon? Do you think? I think he is. I mean, it's it's funny, you know. Other guys came down a little more more heralded, but I mean, you know, right right from the start, you know, everybody seemed to be raving about this kid. You know, coming out of camp and and just how how good he was going to be. I mean, he's just been very very steady over the course of the year. Too. You know, I even asked him last week, you know, about you know, some of these college kids. You know, they play 40 games and hit the wall, and here he is, 61 games in, he's played every game, and he's been, uh, you know, he's been one of the best defensemen, you know, quite possibly in the AHL. Um, I think he's leading rookies right now in the AHL and assists at 34, and you know, working the power play and again working working the penalty kill, and just you know, he, he plays a, a really steady game. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, it's not. Always flashy, but you know he produces, and uh, you know, and especially for a rookie to come in here and, and I think be as good as he is, I think that says a lot about him. Yeah, look, he looks to be a player for sure. Mike, great stuff. We really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Mike Fornabio from the Connecticut Post. Follow him on Twitter at CTP. He is your number one source for everything Sound Tigers. He's been there forever. He does a terrific job. Let's get into the goaltending, Mike. Uh, look, I'm, I haven't been a fan of the way Yarrow has handled himself at times here in New York. He has to come back. They cannot go down the stretch with J.F. Baruby in the mix. I know Baruby can't go down, so he's going to be here at the end of the day. Maybe he just has to be in street clothes for the last month of the season because you can't have three goalies in practice. You can't go down that road again. We know how Yarrow feels about it, but they have to rectify the situation right now. They need to do whatever helps them yeah. win hockey games. Yep. And right now... Ruby stinks. Um, Garth Snow, this one's going to fall. You know, this fell on him. We talked about no this doubt. for 15 months, Brian. Yep. For 15 months, yep. we talked about the three-goalie garbage. And listen, I didn't say for the last few weeks that I didn't think Yaro Halak could help the Islanders. He could obviously help the Islanders. What I've been saying is it seems like they want nothing to do with them. Right. So whatever happened, with, and the agent stuff happened way back in October, November. Yeah. Months went by before this move was made. Right. Something else happened that we don't know about. Well, the Minnesota uh, game. You know, that, well, that, was, that was the last straw. You can't, I understand You can't blow off game. your teammates. It's a family. I, I, absolutely. But, I, I mean, there could have – we don't know exactly, you know, right. what else was said, you know, after right. the game. Who knows what was really said in that right. room, Brian? That's yep. all I'm of saying. Of course. Yep. So this is something – this was more than hockey, in my opinion, him getting banished down to Bridgeport. And now we're in a spot where I don't give, a, you know, a rat's you-know-what <laughs> that the Bridgeport Sound Tigers aren't going to have a goalie uh, for their playoff. I don't care right. about the Bridgeport Sound Tigers playoffs or if they – I don't care. I, I tweeted this yesterday. I don't care if they go get a rec goalie from Fairfield University to go play for them. Uh, <laughs> they are there to facilitate the New York Islanders yes. and help them win games. I don't care about an AHL championship. So if they need to bring Yaro Halak out of Bridgeport, who cares who plays goalie for them? Right. Whether it's a couple guys from Missouri or anybody, I don't care, Bry. So bring the guy back, get him back in the rotation with Grice, send Baruby to the showers, to the, to the upstairs, to the box. I don't care what you do with the guy. And let's go and, and, and continue to try to win hockey games. No question. Look, uh, you ha maybe you have to sit Yarrow down when he comes back, and you have to think it's going to happen within the next 48 hours. He has to come back because they can't move forward with, with this tandem right now. 
Uh, you sit him down, you tell him, look, Thomas Grice is still the number one goaltender. We need you to be a good soldier here. I'll try to trade you at the draft to a team that needs a number one. You, you, you did all the right things down in Bridgeport. You didn't slam us through the media. You went down and you played your rear end off. Good for you. Uh, but you have to, when we need you, we need you to go in there and help us win hockey games. That, that's your number one job. I'm with you a thousand percent. You need to talk to the guy. Tell him exactly what you just said. Be the good. Continue to do what you've been doing down in Bridgeport. Keep your mouth shut. Play goal. We're going to get you in there. Grice can't play every game. We've seen that, what happens when he plays every single night. Uh, but you just have to do it. And you have to just you know, take care of business. We'll get rid of you when you can. And if you're Garth Snow, you have to finally stand up and admit to the world yep. that J.F. Barubi is not Patrick Waugh. And he was wrong by keeping him. For He's all- just going to have... If you're going to be a GM in this league, Bri, sometimes you're going to make mistakes. Garth's made a lot of them. Yep. And it's time to just stand up and admit you made one here. you got to let the kid go, like you said, not even at practice. He's not even yep. going to be out there sharing time. No. You're just finished, all right? And you're a free agent at the end of the year. Have fun with whoever wants to sign you to be on their AHL team. For all the credit we gave Garth for Josh Hosang and sticking with the kid till he figured things out, we have to slam him for the way – this went on for as long as it did, and for what reason? Because this kid is an a- he's an AHL goalie, Mike. At the end of the day, that's what he is. And I know when we had Chris King on back in October, he said, well, what if Yarrow gets hurt, blah, blah, blah. Yarrow was healthy all season. And they, right. went, they went on with this circus that no other team does. You know, Barzell got two games that were sent back. They waved Parento. They carried six defensemen opening night, all to carry a goaltender who does not belong here. I'm sorry. Huh? I like JF. He's a good kid. Uh, but at the end of the day, he just has not been an NHL goalie, and I don't understand why this went on as long as it did. Now, I know he's not going to get fired, but it's a fireable offense. If, it, if, they, if, you know, if you miss the playoffs and this continue to happen, what he did with the goalies is that. I, I stand by. A lot of things I've stand by haven't happened lately, so if you want to take this with a grain of salt, I stand by. I don't think that Garth Snow is going to get fired at the end of the year. Nor do I. But, but I think that this is a fireable offense what he did with this goaltending and how he over-evaluated J.F. Barubi. He clearly did. No, Mike, you can find a backup goaltender anywhere. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> look, look around the league. Look at the look Kings. Around the, league. the Kings lost Jonathan Quick in the first period of the first game, and Peter Brudai stepped in and got seven shutouts for them before he was traded yeah. to Tampa at the deadline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's just uh, they're, they're out there to get. You just have to do it, and it was a terrible job by Garth. But now you need to do what's best for the hockey team, and the best thing for the hockey team right now is – Thomas Grice and Yarrow Halak, and, and that's it. And I still believe Grice more than Halak, but yep. it's, it's got to be those two guys. Absolutely. Before we go, let's talk about the standings for, for a minute here, Mike. Uh, I think the Leafs are toast. I really do. I think they've, uh, they've had a great year, no matter what happens, because I don't think anybody saw them being in this race as long as they have been. The team that I'm worried about is the Lightning. I don't know how yeah. they're doing this without Stamkos and with all the guys they traded away at the deadline. Uh, but they just keep finding ways to win hockey games. It's and really they're impressive. also missing didn't, – didn't Johnson and Johnson's Paquette banged and up. It's, it's got, crazy. I mean, they just lost a whole bunch of guys. Uh, they're a really good team, Bri. They are. I, I know that they're, they're missing a lot of their parts right now. But this is a team that has, uh, in the last two years, they've gone to a Stanley Cup final and then went to an Eastern Conference final yep. last year. I, and and those, a lot of those pieces are still there. And I know Bishop's gone and Stamp goes, not, is hurt and – Johnson hurt, Paquette, whatever's going on. But they've got that thing inside of them, and they got a great coach, and that's the team that I would be worried about. Right now, I, I honestly, it's a 50-50 proposition right now. I don't think, I think the Islanders are right there. 
it's going to be them, Tampa. I'm not as completely out on Toronto as you are right okay. now. I think they still have a little bit to say here. I believe they play Tampa tomorrow night. Um, so they got a little crack at the lightning coming yep. up here this week. So I, I don't think we've heard the last from Toronto yet, but uh, this is going to come down to the end. It's literally, I think, going to come down to the last weekend. So you just got to strap in and hope that you can take care of business. Yeah, and that's why it goes back to the goaltending, Mike. The Islanders have to keep finding ways to get points night after night after night. And with this goaltending tandem, I don't see how they can do that. And they have to find a way. And it starts, obviously, Thursday. you got a team like the Winnipeg Jets yeah. coming into your building. Uh, that's a game at home that you got to win. Uh, that's a two-point night right there. Uh, another dreaded afternoon game on Saturday <laughs> oh, against man. Columbus. Uh, I think I'm going to be out there, Bryce. So everybody come say hi. I'm, I think I'm going to the game Saturday. So um, it's going to be uh, who knows what to expect. The Blue Jackets are playing well. The Islanders can't stand afternoon games. So that could be a problem there. And then uh, – Another Ranger game next week. So yeah. there's there's plenty of big games coming up down the corner, and the Isles have to be ready for them. We will be back probably Monday. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks again to Mike Fornabio. Mike, I'll see you soon. You got it, pal. All right, everybody be well. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. This has been the Islanders Point Blank Podcast, part of the SNY.TV Audio Network.